Philadelphia's premier presenter of contemporary performing arts. I'm Raina Searles, marketing manager here at Fringe Arts. And I'm Jared Hughes, the broadcast production intern here at Fringe Arts. We invite you to pour one up, enjoy our conversation with some of the most imaginative people on the plane of existence. Today we're excited to talk about Howl Queens, the best queer Halloween party in Philadelphia here at Fringe Arts for the third year on October 26th from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Created by DJ Dame Luz, the party features performances by artists spanning the nightlife and drag communities alongside some of the most exciting DJs in the city. This is the party that you save your good costume for. So welcome, Dame Luz. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. Uh, so first of all, it's Happy Hour on the Fringe. Uh, we always record this at varying times, so uh, our first question is, what are we all drinking though? <laughs> Water. I always stay hydrated. Yes, uh, I, I am also drinking water out of a mason jar uh, to be fringy. <laughs> so uh, just to start off, take us back to the start of Holoqueens. How did this idea come to you? What spurred you on? Holoqueens started out from an event that I used to do in collaboration with someone else. Um, it was called Cut and Paste, and um, Holoqueens was just our yearly uh, Halloween party. like. I'm a really big fan of Halloween, period, like, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I was really excited to do that, yeah. throw a big party. <laughs> so this will be the sixth year that you guys are doing Hall of Queens, right? What are some of, like, the highs and lows of this event for you, like, as you're doing it, what is, like, something that's extremely stressful and something that you're just, like, banging on the part? Um, the first few years, it was pretty low maintenance as far as, like, Production-wise, um, we held it at a smaller venue called The Barbary. Um, mm -hmm. We took up two of the floors there, and, uh, you know, it was pretty low-maintenance. Um, forward, you know, working at Fringe, um, yeah, we were able to, like, elevate pretty much production. So, as far as, like, what's been stressful or low points, high points, was that the question? Um... I think working by myself the past couple of years, um, I, I definitely like felt like I was taking on a lot, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm a Virgo, so <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, you know, this year um, I've teamed up with someone else um, to co-curate, so I, I, I want to say that that's like a high point. Awesome. And that is Hawk Moth Events? Yes. So how did you build that collaboration? Um, I've just been like in admiration of what they're doing um, for a while now. And I was like, yeah, this year, like it's a lot of work to do an event by yourself, you know? Um, so I was like, I'm not going to do it unless I find like the right person to collab with. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited when they said yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, is there anything that people might see this year as you're building this new partnership and trying new things? Is there anything that people might see that's different this year? Um, so, in my collaboration with Hawk Moth Events, uh, they're in charge of like the visual aspect of things. Um, so, this year, expect to see uh, an elevated, you know, like just better lighting and visuals. Um, so that's something we're really looking forward to. Awesome. 
So I want to talk about now that you're doing this collaboration, is there anything that's been like challenging you guys where maybe conflicting ideas or anything that you had to work out? No, it's been pretty organic and and flowing, honestly. Um, so that, that yeah, they're another Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so two Virgos together is good. It's, it's a super <laughs> Virgo team. <laughs> Great. And then what... Uh, so. The goal of Holoqueens is to create a safe and equitable space for queer performers and audiences to come together. But with the success of Holoqueens, we've seen a number of people from different walks of life kind of coming together, all partying together. Uh, so the question is then, what does it mean to be an ally in 2019? And um, what are you excited about as you see Holoqueens grow? Um, to be an ally in 2019, I feel like it's... Um, offering support but also knowing when to step back you know and yeah <laughs> and then what was the other question uh, how are you excited to see Hollow Queens grow um like how am I excited yeah I mean yeah I'm like well, what are you excited what about? am I excited about I'm excited about the visual aspect for sure this year like um, We've teamed up with a few like artists who do 3D animation, so I'm really excited to like have these visuals. I feel like the visuals are really are gonna be really like queer and spooky, and I feel like it'll resonate with a lot of people. Are they gonna be projected up, up on the walls and yeah. everything going around? Okay. Like a 360 view or like specific areas? Um, we're still figuring that out. Um, mm -hmm. We have a meeting like next week uh, with the visual team to figure that out. Um, but yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot more visuals. Okay. <laughs> no, that's really cool. You were talking about how you wanted it to resonate with the people. So I just want to get like a kind of feel. How do you want your audience to like get an understanding of what you're showing when the event happens? So like more so going to, what do you want them to experience to take away from it all? I want them to experience, uh, you know, queer nightlife at its weirdest. <laughs> um, yeah. And more specifically, like, I want them to take away, like, from, like, the artist's book, like, how amazing these, like, queer POC artists are. Well, so it's Halloween. Um, you said you're a big fan of Halloween. What are some of your best costumes that you've, you've done over the years? Um, over the years, I was a sort of like succubus uh, thing last year, which I was really like excited <laughs> about. Um, honestly, I'm pretty basic. I, I'm like Lydia almost every other year. <laughs> every okay. version of Lydia. Yeah, I mean, I can't say much better. I, I usually wear black and then call it something. So last year I was a business witch because I wore like a long black sweater and black heeled boots and went to work like that. So I was business witch. Uh, <laughs> but it's usually like business witch, model, spy, like anything that you can wear black for and then call it a night. Oh no, it always has to be spooky. <laughs> okay. Spooky only. Mm. I've never dressed up. I, I never? Think, maybe when I was a child, but I haven't done Halloween since <laughs> I was like 13. Oh, well, what do you normally do? For Halloween? Yeah. The past four years, my Halloween has been studying, so <laughs> that's what I did on Halloween. I stayed in my library and went, got like 10 page papers, so I haven't done a Halloween in years. 
Maybe this is your year. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any hints on your costume for this year? I'm still working out the details. Um, Halloween is a season for me. So on Halloween proper, by the time Halloween proper happens, I've already done like three different costumes. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, there's a <laughs> lot to plan this, this season. Yeah. So um, you were talking about some of the artists that you're having. Like, can you kind of describe some of the music and stuff they're going to be doing? Like, give us a little hint of what's going to be happening, what they're going to be doing. Um, this year, we've got a live performance. Um, uh, we have this R&B singer, Tamaguchi, uh, who's awesome. And I'm really excited to have him. Uh, yeah. And how do you choose the artists that you're going to bring in each year? You know, that's funny. Um, just just yesterday, I was watching this TV show on Netflix that came out. It's like um, rhyme and flow. It has rhythm, a rhythm, rhythm and flow. flow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I'm looking at the New York episode, and I'm like, oh my god, that's Cakes Tequila. <laughs> we booked Cakes Tequila for Halloween's like three, four years ago, mm -hmm. and just like seeing like you know the growth of like the artists that I've booked for this event, like. Princess Nokia mm -hmm. uh, played Hollow Queens a couple years ago, and she's really big now. So I think I'm really into like you know finding obviously artists that resonate with like you know queers um, and that are doing amazing things, but like that are also attainable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you have like a reach goal, like in in the future, or however far away it is? Like someone who's on your radar, and you want to use this as a platform to let them know you want them to come to Halloween's. Oh my God, there's like so many. <laughs> uh, Mickey Blanco, for one, um, I'm a huge fan of Mickey Blanco's work. Um, who else? Mm, baby mother. Awesome. So, um, what kind of inspires you to continue to do this event year in and year out? Like, I know you said you wanted this year, you wanted to find a partner to do it with you, but like, for your, for, not even for just this event, but for your own artistic abilities and imagination, like, what continues to inspire you to do this? I'm, like I said, I just really love Halloween, and I just want to take my, you know, I just want to take the experience higher and higher. Um, every year as far as this particular event is concerned. And then where can we find you year-round doing work around the city? Um, I DJ all over the city. Um, I put on numerous events. Um, most recently I did a Beyonce uh, birthday night which I actually held here the first two years um, at Fringe. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that was uh, one of my big ones recently. Um, I do I do all kinds of events. Yeah. And what are you looking forward? So we talked about what you're looking forward to next in Halloween's, but are there any like career aspirations that you have or goals that you're kind of like what your next big thing will be? Um, I definitely like want to work more towards uh, collaborating with other event producers and working more on like festivals and block parties. Um, so that's that's how it, I envision my future as an event organizer, um, as far as like a DJ and music maker. I'm currently working on my EP, so that's that's what nice. I'm working on. Yeah. Do you imagine that you'll stay based in Philly or kind of more open to traveling? I I'd love to travel. So I mean, if I have the opportunity to travel, I I I would. Um, 
but yeah, I love Philly. I've been here for seven years and I'm a native New Yorker and this is giving me like New York in the 90s, <laughs> which I'm very nostalgic for. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I won't be leaving Philly anytime soon. Did you start DJing in New York? Uh, no. I started DJing when I moved to Portland, Oregon. Okay. I mean, I learned how to DJ when I lived in New York. I grew up in the South Bronx, like the birthplace of hip hop, and you know, DJing as, as an art form. And uh, I learned these things early on, but it wasn't until I lived on the West Coast that I considered even doing it. Mm -hmm. And Portland is known for like, being kind of quirky and, and weird in their art scene. Did that like kind of help shape your practice at all? Yeah, no, and like just my journey as a DJ and event producer has like evolved so much since then. Um, yeah, no, I, I loved it. I, like, I was so, yeah, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, awesome. So what ended up bringing you to Philly then? Um, I tried to move back to New York and after living on the West Coast for like almost a decade, um, I'm giving my age away, <laughs> um, I just, you know, it just was a different New York and um, the pace was a little too much for me. I, I got acclimated to like a more chill vibe and an affordable, you know, um, accessible type of city, at least economically so. Um, everyone was like, oh, you'd really love Philly. So I came to visit and, you know, in two months and I was, and I just packed and moved to Philly. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, well, that's a great reputation for us. Uh, it's, it's funny, I know Philly is often like accused of having that like younger sibling syndrome or like second place syndrome to New York, but uh, Philly has its, its good things about it, which is, which is always great. Um, yeah, so uh, one of our big questions is just in general, what are your highbrow and lowbrow inspirations? So highbrow, like whatever, high art, whatever you consider to be high art, lowbrow can be what you're watching on Netflix or whatever, like reality TV. So yeah, highbrow, lowbrow inspirations for your work, your practice uh, as you're creating. I grew up on a lot of John Waters movies, okay. um, so that's always kind of low-key been an inspiration as far as like the kind of spaces I like to create, um, <laughs> just, yeah, and then as far as like lowbrow, highbrow, um, Suzanne Barsh, I don't know if you know her, she has like a, a documentary on Netflix now, she's this big New York event promoter, producer. Mm -hmm. um, she's known for her like off-the-wall costumes and uh, it's like very like lowbrow <laughs> but still like fashion and mm -hmm. and glamorous. Do you know what the documentary is called? I think it's like, it, I def it definitely has her name in it. Okay. <laughs> Susan Barsh? Mm-hmm. Okay. You should watch it. We'll definitely check it out. Um, I want to be the Dominican Suzanne Barsh. <laughs> That's goals. Good goals to have. <laughs> so um, the, another question we just wanted to ask you was, how can people continue to support you, not just now, but from years to come, like for the people that are listening or going to be listening? Yeah, you know, money talks. Mm -hmm. And um, 
that's been a hindrance to, you know, elevating this event has been like the lack of monetary resources. And yeah, that's been a challenge, like finding people who will sponsor us and give us mm -hmm. money so that we can have this event be more amazing. And yeah. we can get the artists, you know, that cost a lot of money. While also keeping ticket prices. And also keeping low ticket prices lower yeah. and accessible. <laughs> exactly. Um, and where can we find you on social media? So you can find me at DJ Damaluz on Instagram. And something to that effect on Facebook. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Happy Hour on the Fringe. Uh, before we close, is there anything else you want to share about Halloweens or uh, what you have coming up? I think we touched on everything. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Halloweens is October 26th at Fringe Arts and tickets are on sale now. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram and download the Fringe Arts app. You can also visit us at FringeArts.com.